For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. show with new head coach, you Charlton Maverick at the Sun Belt Conference. Greg Young, coach, good to talk to you. I love the colors, man. How you doing, man? We're doing great. It's uh, Thanks for having me on, number one. I appreciate it. Excited. It's been a whirlwind. This is day, I'm looking at my calendar. This is day 11 of the job for me. I'm counting the days, and it seems like it's still day one. So it's it's been a whirlwind. It's it's exciting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm honored. I'm blessed. I get to be the head coach at a place that I call home. I've been here 12 years. It's the longest place I've ever been as a coach. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's exciting for sure. Got a lot of work to do, but I'm excited. Yes, indeed, coach. And I'm asking you this, man, being there as long as you have, to get this head coaching job, man, what's it feel, what's it make, how you make you feel? The administration said, Coach Young, we believe in you. have been here 12 years, 2009. Now we want you release really this program forward here to our next phase here. Because I'm telling you, Coach, you're in a great spot. Austin, Texas is in a great spot. The stadium you guys got out there with Texas Rangers and the Cowboys, and then you guys, man, great town. You're tell us about all, all that good stuff, man. Well, I, I do, yeah, Arlington is a great place. I mean, it, it is, you know, I, I, I really believe that we live in one of the, the, the best places in the country. Atlanta is too. I get it. There's other good places. But with all the things that we have here in Arlington, you got the Dallas Cowboys, you got the Rangers, we got the, the entertainment district in Six Flags. We've got a, a beautiful, urban, diverse university here at UT Arlington with over 35,000 undergraduate students. Uh, we've got beautiful facilities. We've got great high school coaches, players, grassroots coaches, players, programs, junior college coaches, players, programs within the state of Texas. So, you know, we do live in a, in, in a, in a great place uh, for college athletics, for college basketball, and specifically here at UT Arlington. And we've got to do a good job to cultivate that. Not that we haven't. We've always done a good job of recruiting inside out and, and, and making sure that we, we did our part. But, you know, with the urban uh, university, we, 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 we do have a diverse university where we can recruit all over the world. We can recruit all over the country. We've had good players from all over the United States, good players from all over the world, and we got to continue to do that. Um, obviously, being in Texas, we got we to do our due diligence in the state of Texas, first and foremost. But 
you know, if you look at our rosters over the years, we've had good players from everywhere. And uh, so we're going to continue to try to do that. Uh, that's what we're doing right now. We're doing Zoom virtual visits with players. And it's just, it's, I feel like I'm on Tinder. You know, you're just you're going from, you're going from one to the next to the next because you can't have them on campus. You can't, I, it, I don't know what Tinder is. I've been married 25 years. I'm just, that's what our young guys tell me what it is. But, um, but it, you know, we're, we're going from one to the next to the next because you're trying to build these relationships yes. with prospective student athletes that you're recruiting. Everything is done virtually. And so, and it's now you've got this transfer portal that has added this, this extra dynamic to recruiting. And so everybody in Division I basketball is doing the same thing is we're, we're trying to recruit virtually. It's, it's different. It is what it is. And we're, we're trying to do as good a job as we can with it, but it is different for sure. Well, June 1st coming up soon, coach. You can get out there. It's June 1st. And uh, hopefully you've got be at the peace jam and Lake point when that gets going, hopefully see you there, see you there. Look at some good high school young men out today. You guys are this here in Georgia, because as people know, you all play Georgia, Georgia state because you're in the Sunbelt conference with Georgia state. So you see Southern as well. So, you know, you definitely come this way. I saw South Alabama as well. So it's like, you know, coming to Atlanta and, and Hey, that's a good market for you guys. Cause you play here at least twice a year with State, Statesboro and Georgia State. One, you can play one on me day in Georgia. The players will come on to Georgia at least once a year. So tell us about that part of it. Sunbelt Conference has been so expansive for you guys to recruit yeah. from all over the place and getting in different markets because of how the conference is set up. From Appalachian all the way to you guys, it, it, it's, it's far out there for you guys, man. It is. The Sunbelt Conference is really good, and I've been a part of it, obviously, for the last, I think, seven or eight years. Obviously, I was here when we made the transition to the Sun Belt, have great respect for our coaches, for or for the coaches, the players, the programs in the Sun Belt. There are no easy games. I can just say that there are no easy games in the Sun Belt Conference. And it and it's not saying that there are no easy games in any league, but my experience in the Sun Belt compared to where we were uh, in the Southland previously, we were in the WAC one year, the Sun Belt, from a competitive standpoint, night in, night out, there just are no easy games. And obviously, Georgia State's had success. They had success with Ron Hunter. We, we lost to him twice in conference championship games. Um, you know, we won a regular season conference championship here in 2018 in the Sun Belt. Uh, but it's just there's good players. There's good coaches. Uh, the ultimate respect for the league. But it does – you know, it does allow us to recruit, you know, some of those areas, especially places that we play, because there is a familiarity with the with with the league and and the kids that we're recruiting that are from those areas. And, you know, everybody wants to have friends and family watch them play for sure. And we've had some good players, you know, from from those areas and the places in the league. And so we're going to continue to do that. Um, but uh, the Sunbelt Conference is hard. It's hard. We had a unique year this year that we played an East-West uh, division schedule. We did not go. Uh, we did not go East, so we didn't play South Alabama and Troy and Georgia State and Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina and Appalachian State in the regular season. We played on our own West division, which was Louisiana Monroe, Lafayette, Arkansas Little Rock, Arkansas State, obviously Texas State which was our travel partner. So it was a unique year in the Sun Belt for us because we didn't get to 
to play those people in the East. I miss going to Statesboro. I miss being in Atlanta. I miss going to, you know, to Mobile and some of those places. I didn't necessarily miss the game sometimes with those teams. But, 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 but those are hard places to play. But, uh, but I think, you know, I think, you know, obviously we're going to get back to a normal schedule uh, next year and, and, and look forward to playing those teams in the East again. And, Coach, being in Texas, so many quality D1 schools in Texas. So how is the recruiting battles for you guys amongst each other? Because there's so many quality D1 schools in Texas and so many different conferences. So, like, so how is that recruiting battle within the state that you guys are going against every day? And that's a great question because everybody now seems to recruit Texas from all over the country. Uh, and, they're you know, obviously we're a big state, a lot of players. Um, and uh, so – you know, not only are you battling and recruiting people within state who, you know, we normally battle with anyway, now you're battling universities from all over the country uh, within your own league, but different conferences. So, you know, you have to work. You can't take it for granted because, you know, people are coming in from everywhere to recruit the state of Texas. There's so many good players here. Uh, the coaching has gotten so much better. The, the grassroots organizations, the events that happen within the state of Texas have expanded through the year. So, you know, obviously not that Texas is, is the only place, but, there, but it's become a place where it's become a hotbed for, for, for college basketball recruiting. So there's a lot of people, you know, dipping their hands in and trying to get a piece of, of Texas recruiting. And we have to, we have to work that much harder to try to keep them at home. You know, some kids, whether it's in Texas or, or wherever, they want to get away from home. And we, we have to figure that out. Some kids want to stay close to home. So some kids get away from home and then they come back. And that's where the portal uh, comes into play. So, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it's recruiting is hard. It's not, a, it's, it's not an exact science, but, um, but we are blessed to be in a place where there are a lot of good players, a lot of good coaches for sure. And Coach Meskis, man, what's the ideal UTA Maverick for you and your program as you build this program going forward? Because I know you want to have quality of men in your programs. Tell us what's kind of your ideal UTA Maverick. Well, you know, the success we've had here in the past, uh, which, you know, shouldn't be underestimated. A lot. Scott Cross had a lot, you know, obviously was the, the orchestrator of that, who's now the head coach at Troy, who I got to work with for eight, nine years. And, uh, you know, we, we sort of developed uh, – you know, uh, a, a, an idea of what we wanted within our program. Everybody has that idea and then tangibles and what kind of guy you want. Obviously, you know, you got to have the skill and the talent to be able to be productive at the Division One level and the Sun Belt Conference. But, you know, we want guys that, that play with a motor, a high motor, that are going to play hard, that have a little bit of grit and toughness to them, that have those intangible things first and foremost. And obviously – you know, young men that fit our institution, uh, you know, and what, and, and what we do academically and things like that. But, you know, the first intangible we're going to look at as coaches and our staff's going to look at is do they play hard? If they don't play hard or we have a perception that they don't play hard, then we're probably going to move on a little bit. And I know every coach sort of says that, but it is a talent to play hard. And, uh, and so we have to try to we have to try to figure out, okay, is does he play hard? And he just does he not look like he's playing hard? Is he playing hard within who he is as a player 
but we we want to try to find those gritty, tough guys that are going to play hard every time the ball's pitched up and the lights are on. So if we're going to just try to narrow it to one thing, that's the first thing we're going to look at. Obviously, the positions and skill and, and, and the ability to do certain things on the floor, those are important too. But I want a team that's going to fly around and play hard. I want a team that's going to try to make it as miserable for our opponents as we can make it, that when the people leave the game, and I said this in my press conference, whether they're eating popcorn, drinking a Coke, texting somebody, taking a selfie of themselves, whatever they're doing, and at some point they're going to go, man, that team plays really, really hard. They fly around. They are fun to watch. And so you start with that in recruiting. You build it through your culture and what you do every day. And that's what we're going to try to do with this program that we've done here in the past. It's not something that we're uh, that it's just we're reinventing. It's just something we're going to try to continue to build on and obviously try to do it better and better every year. And, Coach, what's good this year is you actually have your guys on campus and touch your guys. So you can really have skill development and player development because last year you had none of it. You just had to kind of show it up and you kind of starting from a behind eight ball almost. So this year you can have ahead of summertime as well. And when I'm working out there, working on them individually in their drills, you can get them better because the summertime is when guys get better. So you can come back in the fall and be ready to rock and roll, come out over there. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a unique year because obviously COVID shut us all down last spring as soon as the season was over. So everybody went home, coaches, players, everybody went home. We didn't get our players back until mid-July, end of July. It was limited because of COVID policies. We could have them, you know, a few hours a day. It, you know, it got a little bit better through the course of the year. Uh, there were, you know, obviously when there's adversity, you try to you try to glean – some things out of adversity, you know, that you try to make better. The good thing is that because as coaches, we couldn't be on the road recruiting. We got to be with our players every single day. Little good, little bad, but we touched them, as you said, which is a good point. We got to touch them every day. Um, and, 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 and we had to, we had to be around them. We had to invest in them. We had to spend time with them. Um, within the limited time that each program was allowed to spend with their players because of COVID. We got shut down different times throughout the course, through, throughout the course of the year, preseason, just like everybody else did. And, and you know, it, it could get frustrating a little bit because you'd feel like you were going and then you get shut down. You 10 days here or three or four guys here. So I, I am looking forward to having our players back, you know, in the summer, back how we did it, being able to get better, being able to be around them every day, being able to build a foundation for what we're going to try to do when the year starts. Uh, I'm looking forward to having that opportunity to do that again because we we didn't we didn't get that from March till end of July, starting of August. And when we did, it was sort of limited. Yeah, Coach, I'll tell you, I've not been back to my studio in Midtown Atlanta in over a year, Coach. Wow, wow. So yep. I still have it, can't get back to my studio in my office. I'm doing this from my basement here. So I have not <laughs> been back to my studio since March 14th of last year. It's yep. Oh, yep. actually a year and a day long <laughs> I've been back to my studio in my office back in Midtown Atlanta. Wow, wow. Yeah, it's just, it's been a unique year, obviously, you know, and, and, uh, Hopefully we learn something from this year and, and everything and and and, uh, and everything we did through COVID, the, the social justice that I think hopefully we're, 
you know, sometimes as players, I, I tell this to our players and other people, you know, as basketball players, you can't get complacent in what you do. We got complacent as a society and a country and, and we, and, and, and some, some, some things happen in our country that shouldn't have happened. And I'm hoping and my prayer is that we will learn lessons and we will get better. We better, we need to, uh, as a society and a country. So through all the things that have happened this year, hopefully we've been able to take a step back and we've been able to learn that we got to be better. We all got to be better. And, and we better not repeat the mistakes of the past. Um, so, you know, that's hopefully what I've learned from it. Hopefully we have learned from it, you know, as a whole. Uh, and, and so out of, the, out of the, the adversity that we've all had through this past year, hopefully we'll come out of it whenever this ends. And, and it's not over yet. We got we to gotta keep moving forward. We can't get complacent again that we'll become better from all of what's happened through this year. And coach, it's all right about that. I know me personally, I've definitely grown as a leader, as a, as a host, trying to keep people entertained through while they're doing quarantine. Because for me, I was some people's outlet to come to the show, listen to the interviews on the show was their outlet from their life. So having to be, yeah. make sure I'm giving people great content, um, being there for people to find me at least once a week, find the show to be able to you know, have some release. So I, I coach, I know what you mean, trying to have them grow from this. You know, I'm in my 30s, so definitely trying to grow and be better and help others and help the community of Atlanta and Georgia be, be better as well, coach. I got involved politically with some stuff that I've never done before yeah. in my life. You know, I've never... Yeah. Now, I've never been outreaching people to vote or helping people at the polls. I've never done that in my life until this year. So, yeah. having doing those yeah. kind of things, Coach, COVID definitely, without COVID, never would have did it. So, I say yeah. COVID definitely yeah. made, made, me, made me better for sure. No question. I, and I'm hoping that a lot of people did that. And, you know, you, you're a perfect example. I'm hoping that, that, that a lot of people will continue to do those things because of this, you know, and, and that that's if – we, if we can – then we're going to be better, and that's the goal. Is we got to be better. We can't can't stay. Uh, the old saying is, you can be on the right track. Your dad's a football coach, so he probably un you can be on the right track. Like my dad was a high school football coach, but if you're on the right track and you're standing still, the train's still going to run you over. You better keep moving forward. So we got oh, yes. it. Now, hopefully, we can get on the right track again. But we got to keep moving forward. We got to keep. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that, coach. You know, my dad was a coach. He wanted me going to coaching, but I said no. I prefer to be on on, on the radio. You're smart. You're smart. You're the smartest guy on the team. I can promise you that. So tell me, coach, at what point do you want to get into coaching? Because I know for me, I just, I just wanted to play and talk about the game. I never wanted to be on the radio. I never wanted, I never wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be on the radio and analyze the game. And Because, coach, for me, the the losses would tear me up, coach. I, I couldn't deal with the losses. That's why I couldn't be a coach. But if I, if I coach you do a certain, a certain way, you don't do it, I'm going to go crazy. So I knew I couldn't handle that part of, of, of the coaching profession. So tell me, uh, when did you get the, the itch to want to get into coaching? I, I, I like your father did. Am I, am I dad did well you had the same experience that I did growing up in a coach's house I didn't know anything different all I knew was sports I mean we you know if we weren't playing it we were watching it or we were you know we were at games and so I didn't know any different um and and I, I probably from a very young age I knew I wouldn't when I knew I wasn't a good enough player to to, to play after college uh and I wasn't a great college player either but 
I, I knew I wanted to get into coaching. I knew that the competitive nature, that's who I was around growing up. Uh, that our friends were coaches, my parents' friends were coaches, families. And so I knew pretty early that I wanted to coach in, in high school and college and didn't really know what I wanted to do in coaching. Uh, I, I was going to be a high school coach and be happy. I, you know, I just wanted to coach basketball. Uh, my brother's a high school football coach, so he went a different route, but we, we didn't, we didn't really know anything different. We weren't pushed into it. It's just what we did growing up. And, uh, so I've been doing it. This is my 35th year of coaching, 34 at the collegiate level, one at the high school level. I coached at every level of college basketball. I've been a junior college head coach for 10 years. I was a Division II assistant. I was an NAI assistant. I, I was a Division I assistant for, um, I think, 17 years, and now I'm a Division I head coach. So I've, I've run the gamut from in, in the – college basketball world of college coaching and and I still love it you know I still love uh, I still love seeing our players every day even more now today you know obviously you want to win every game Pat Riley said you know winning is great losing is misery and uh, so you want to lose you want to excuse me you want to win every game but but I do think it's more than winning and losing obviously I hope that I can impact our players on a daily basis. I hope that when they leave our program, that they're better people. That they have we have these lifelong relationships. Um, that we we can and 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 that was what was so humbling about this job when I got it last week, were all the former players that spoke uh, on my behalf. It was it was humbling, and uh, you know I hid out for three or four days because you're trying to get a job and people are calling you and. And uh, but if a former player or current player called me, I tried to get back to him immediately. And so that's what you want. That's what you want when this is all said and done, that you develop these lifelong relationships with players. And it's hard because not everybody gets to play, <laughs> you know, and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, but but what you've got to do is you got to you got to you got to impact those guys. you got to pour into them. you got to tell the truth every day. You've got to be transparent. You got they got to walk out of here whenever they leave our program, knowing that if they didn't know anything, they know how to speak the truth the best they can, whether we like to hear it or not. I went through that as a college player. I was told when I was going into my senior year on a coaching change that I wasn't going to get to play. And nobody had ever told me that before in my life. I, it was something that it was foreign to me. I mean, what do you mean I don't get to play? Well, we're bringing in our own players, so you're not going to play. And and I remember going back to the dorm, calling my dad and uh, and saying, Dad, I'm leaving. He goes, okay. Well, why are you leaving? I said, well, co they just the new coach told me I wasn't going to get to play. They're bringing in their own players. And he's like, well, are, you are they taking your scholarship? I said, no, sir, they're going to let me have my scholarship because I'm a senior. He goes, okay. He says, well – your mom and I will support you in whatever you want to do. You know, we're in your corner. He says, let me just tell you something. Nobody owes you anything. Uh, so just remember that, that they don't owe you the opportunity to keep your scholarship. And he goes, where are you going to transfer to? And I said, well, this place recruited me out of high school. And Coach Meyer said I could work, walk on it, Texas Tech. Da, da, da. And he says, well, okay, Greg, I get it. He says, Again, your mom and I'll support you whatever you want to do, but you're not 
you averaged eight points a game and, uh, you know, you're probably not going to get a scholarship. So uh, do you like it there? Yes, sir. I like it. You have friends there? Yes, sir. When do you graduate? Next summer. Okay, Greg, we'll support you in whatever you want to do. But remember, nobody owes you anything. So when you leave there and you're not going to go back, just there was a town about two and a half, my college where I went to college about two and a half hours from where I lived. And there was a town about 30 minutes from my hometown and they were, they had a nuclear plant there and they were building the nuclear plant. And a lot of people were working there. And so my dad told me, he says, look, just stop it, stop at the nuclear plant at Browning Root and get a job because you're not going to lay around on my couch all summer and you're probably not going to be on scholarship. So you're going to have to help pay for school. But your mom and I really love you and support you. We'll do whatever we want you to do. So I got a life lesson there was, yeah, yeah my parents, yeah, they're going to support me, but things things aren't so bad. And, and, and so it, it was a hard lesson and I get it, but – you know, when I look back on it, at least the truth was spoken to me. The oh, truth yes. was spoken to me from my new coach. I, I had to live through a hard year my senior year because I didn't play much. And the truth was spoken to me by my father who said, look, Greg, nothing is given. You know, you, 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 have, to, you have to understand that. And the decisions you make, there's consequences to them. Think them through. We'll support you. We'll love you. But, you know. And in other words, you better stay there and get your scholarship. You better stay there and get your school paid for and get your degree. Yes, sir. You got yeah. so, there right. Yeah. So, I, you know, I get it. I get kids when we coach them, the frustration. Everybody wants to be the best player. Everybody wants to play. It's just not the reality. So my job is to make sure that regardless of what role they play within our program or our team, and roles change, I know, from year to year, that when they leave here, they understand that nothing is given, that, 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 that you, you, you know, that you're going to be loved regardless of whether you played 30 minutes or 10 minutes, and that we put you in the best opportunity to get your degree so that you can have a great life and fulfill your dreams and goals, whatever they may be. But it may not always be the way we planned it. And, yes. uh, and I, I live that. You know, and if I hadn't lived through that, I, I wouldn't have a, as good an understanding of that part of it as, as I do right now. And, Coach, I explain to young men, I talk to young men all the time about me as a, as a, as a, as a ball player, playing basketball, rather. <laughs> Coach, I was a shooter and a defender and a hustler. I, I, my game was not offensively sound. I, I, I don't have a no crossover. I can pump fake, get from my three-point line, shoot a jump or a layup, or get a weak side, shoot a three, and defend like crazy. That's how I played. My, my dad said, son, basketball is not, not your first sport. You're, you are a wide receiver. That's what you're best at. So when you play basketball, you don't have to just defend, shoot the threes on the weak side, they run at you, pump fake, get, get to the basket, lay up, or shoot a mid-range jumper because you don't have the handles those point guards do. Just play. Just play. It's how you going to play, son. Baseball. Just, yeah. Hey, use your speed. Go with the ball. Use your speed. You'll play. So my dad's method this work, coach. He told me, just know your limitations in your sports. Know your football player. You're, that's your best. You're a receiver. You're dynamic. But basketball and baseball, you love it, but you're not, not that good at it. You just, you just do what you have to do to get on the field. Field to play, so yeah. my dad kept it real with me, coach. That's why I accepted my role, whatever sport it was, because my dad told me straight down what my role was gonna be and what I, what yeah. I could do and couldn't do. And I, I accepted my accepted my talent 
that I had for those sports. So I try to tell young men all the time, it's okay to be a specialist in something. Some guys are rebounding, some people are going to shoot threes on the weak side, defend three and D guys. Find your niche on the team, and you'll you'll play if you're good enough to do it. You're hired. Come on. <laughs> I, got, I got a spot. Come on. You're hired. I need you. Hey, Coach, I'll tell me any day you want me to, Coach. I'll tell me every day. I, 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 I lived it. I lived it. You know, I lived I, it. I know. <laughs> I know. I hear you. But you're telling the right things. And and, uh, and you only know those things through life experiences. And a lot of those life experiences aren't pleasant, you know, and especially in athletics. So, you know, that that's what that's what, you know, now you can give wisdom because you've been through it. And uh, hopefully I can do a little bit of the same thing. Coach, thank you for your time today, Coach. And I'm going to take, take you off the show. I'm going to take you my numbers. You have my numbers. And I will yeah. hope to see you at Georgia State next year when you come to play here in Atlanta. And I hope to see you. And, Coach, I'll be neutral because I'm just who I am. I'm neutral, man. I, yeah. I'm going to yeah, be neutral. Yeah. I, I love you and Rob, man. I like both of you. So I'm going to make sure I, I shake both of your hands and give both of us. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, whoever, I, I can't lose today, Coach. But anybody wins, I win today. So it's all yeah. good. Yeah, Rob, Rob's a good guy. I mean, we we have some connections. Obviously, Chris Ogden, who I was who left here, who I was working for, he and Rob were at Texas and Tennessee together. One of our other assistants, Riley Davis, worked with Rob. So, uh, Rob, we had great respect for Coach Lanier and what they've done at Georgia State in the last couple of years. And you know, and there's a lot of coaches in our league that that are like that. And you know, those two nights a year when we pitch it up and get after it each other, we're trying to. We're trying to whip each other, but you know the other the other rest of the time we I'm a coach's coach. I root for coaches, so uh, you know I, I want everybody to be successful uh, until they play us, and then other than that, we're all good. So I hear that. Well, coach, thank you for your time. When they have a great weekend, I'll join. I'll check. We'll do this again real soon, coach. It was really fun, man. Yeah, thank you. Yes, shoot me your number, and I'm I'm available anytime. Thanks, coach. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Now, yeah. you too, babe. Thank right. you. Bye now. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.